welcome to my crazy artist life podcast, where we lift the lid and take an honest look at all things art, creativity, and business. From growing as an artist, improving your art practice, the ups and downs of being creative, as well as crafting a strong business that is enjoyable and it also nourishes the soul. Join us as we take a deep dive into what life is like as an artist in my crazy artist life. Hi Kat, how are you? Hey Lisa, I'm fabulous as always. We have a really fun one today, don't we? Yes, very excited about this one. So today we're talking about why creative practice is so important as an artist. It is absolutely important. So what do we mean by that? So I think you just, you need to, like any other skill, you need to sit down and do something creative every day, even if it's 10 minutes of sketching or, you know, putting some stones on top of each other, you know, <laughs> creating a page. Yeah. Play, play, exactly. You've got to play and um, innovate and mm. Think, think outside the box, you know. If you don't have access to something that's, that lets you draw, maybe, you know, pick up, I don't know, a beetroot <laughs> and draw on your sketchbook or on a random piece of paper yeah. with a beetroot. Explore things. Explore things, you know. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things as um, working artists is we get so focused on just producing the end product that is a saleable product that it's very easy to forget about the... Um, the expressive side of creativity and the technique building side of creativity, the play element. And a lot of the time when you play, you, you make mistakes, you use the wrong colors, you, you're trying new things and it's not actually something that you can sell at the end, but you make discoveries, but you make discoveries and you learn. And I think if you had a look back in your creative career, a lot of the changes that you've had, had has yeah. been because you've tried something new absolutely and it's because I've, I've I've done so many online courses I've you know I've been inspired by you know looking at pictures of other artists mm-hmm. or you know famous artists from the days gone by and yeah I always get inspired and I go look into how they've done it and that's how we we learn by mm-hmm. looking at other artists and seeing how they've done something picking out what you like about it and yeah. applying it to what you're doing yeah and you know always learning learning always learning, learning always adding new stuff trying new stuff and yeah. it's it's so much fun I love it I, I really love exploring well if we did um Neither of us did fine art school. No. But if we did do fine art school, one of the things that you would be doing is your lecturer would be taking you through a whole heap of exercises that would be designed to encourage you to experience different mediums, different subject matters, different ways of looking at the subject matter. Um, They would be putting different assessment pieces in there that would help grow your creative skill set and when you are a working artist and you don't have that behind you I think it's really really important to dedicate time for play yeah absolutely and I heard I've heard from a a lot of people that have done you know these big um, degrees and courses in art they're like oh half of that was such a waste of time yeah and uh, like what I get from that is they didn't 
explore what they really wanted to explore. Mm. It was like, you do this, you paint the way that, yeah. uh, I don't know, Monet painted. And yeah. They didn't, I don't think maybe at the time they realised they were actually learning something. Yeah. Every little bit that you do is a learning experience. Yeah. I know some people go to um, life drawing classes every yes. week. Yeah. Not that they are nude painters, but they actually go for the practice of looking at a subject, drawing it quickly, yeah. drawing it within a certain period of time. And, and sketching it very fast and getting that hand and eye coordination going. Um, Absolutely. And that hand eye coordination, I think I've heard this and I've read this somewhere. I can't remember where, but if you, even if you trace something a hundred mm. times, like, or if you draw an eye a hundred times, your hand starts learning that motion yeah they do and in your brain you just know how to do it and the more you do it the more refined it gets mm. the better you get at it and that's why practicing i know every day, i know portraiture artists actually spend a lot of time practicing facial features where they will literally just practice making eyes doing noses, the detail in the yeah. eyes doing noses doing mouths a doing hands angles. yeah and they will um sketch their hand in different positions i know uh that Building over a year of consistent practice in building it yeah. really takes your artwork from up a whole level. Absolutely. Like it really takes it up a whole level when it comes to your skill and your technique. And then, of course, you can charge more money for it because you've mastered your craft so much better. Yeah. And I, I've been asked this, you know, uh, you are, like you're so talented. You were born with this talent. Yes. But was I... Okay, yeah, I, I had the passion, I had the drive. Yeah. Uh, I love painting. You know, some people don't. My husband tells me I couldn't draw a stick figure. <laughs> and he's just, you know, not built for it. It's not in his brain. It's not the way he was, I don't know, it's not his personality. Is, yeah. is that what, I don't know, is that yeah. what it comes down to? Is it personality? But I don't think you're born an artist ever. I think there's always a creative side to you. Yes. But your artwork practice has to be developed. And I think if you... If you were going towards a creative life, it will end up that way. Like if your personality is made to be in the creative areas, yes, you will will eventually get there. I was reading about, I've written this somewhere, let me tell you. I was reading about, I think it was Van Gogh, and apparently he... um, he tried to be a minister among poor yeah. miners yeah, he in did. Belgium. Yeah. And they just they were too scared of him because he was so intense. <laughs> He's, that's just the way he was. He was just full on out there. And then at, at the end, he just ended up being an artist because yeah. that, was, that was him. Yeah. And, yeah, some people are born more creative, creative than others. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't be an artist, mm. you know, Um I read. I also read some. I've been doing a lot of reading. <laughs> that um, you know, uh, if if you're an artist, then you innovate. You yes. will take something and you will change it up and do something different and um, build on it. Whereas a craftsman, you know, you will take whatever you're told and just build it beautifully. Build and it that's beautifully, it. and 
yeah, you're amazing at it. It doesn't mean mm. you can't be an artist just because you don't have that creative flair. Yeah. You can still be an amazing artist. Yeah, that's right. So some great ways for you listening if you want to build your technique. A really great way to do it would be the first one is um, repetition. Yes. So like we were talking about before, drawing the eye over and over again, doing daily practices. There's a lot of artists that um, do a daily still life painting and it's just a small little postcard size painting, but it's their practice of mixing color. Another really good one is to add a different medium. For example, try something different in uh, different colors that you would not normally like to play with different mediums. I, I find that I, I love to experiment with different paintbrushes. I love to experiment with different types of watercolor. One day I want to um, have a go at crushing my own pigments and oh, making my own that watercolors. Would be so cool. Oh, it'd be so <laughs> exciting to do one day. One day I'll get there. But um, playing, learning about different mediums and textures and building um, a subject matters. Definitely. And, you know, if you're not feeling inspired by doing your own thing or, you know, creating something out of scratch, you can always um, go back to the old paintings or, you know, any artist mm. that inspires you, sit down and copy their work because yeah. that practice, it doesn't matter if you're copying because you're learning, mm. you know. It's not like you're taking the artist's work and selling it because that's when it goes wrong. But copying is a great way of learning new of techniques. Learning new techniques. Yeah. And even like doing a, a course if that artist that you love. Yeah, following their techniques. Yeah, following their techniques, doing a course that they do and watching them paint. Mm. And I've done that so much. And I've picked up little bits and pieces from so many different artists. Yeah. Oh, I love how she does that. Yeah. I'm so trying that in my painting. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But I've tried it and I'm like, mm. you know, cool. And I did do a mixed media uh, short course last year. And it gave me so many ideas because when I was watching the artist do what she was doing, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that I could do that. I can work that way. I can include that practice into my, my art practice and things like that. Absolutely. Do you have an art journal? I don't, actually. Mm. I know so many people that work in journals, and I've never really been a journal person. person. Yeah, I've... I, I think about it and I'm yeah. like, gosh, I'd love to do that. But I never, I don't know, it just doesn't. There's a lot of people that post their journal practice on social media every day. Yeah. Um, I've never bought a journal just because I work in so much watercolour. The journals are usually not made with enough thickness in the paper to be actually, to be able to hold the water. Oh, so okay. I tend to do a lot of just small A5 works yeah. rather than in a bound book. One day I might actually make myself my own journal. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually done that. I've made a few journals and I use thick watercolour paper for Do them. you? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've actually never used them. I've only just sold them. <laughs> I love the way that they look and, um, yeah, I think people love them. <laughs> yeah. People love them. I have sold a few, um, but that's definitely – there's a lot of YouTube videos on how to create your own journals. That's also, yeah. you know, a, a way to get creative. Your... YouTube is a fantastic oh, technique resource. There is so much on there for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a really great way to explore different things. 
Um, there's also a lot of Facebook groups you can get onto and they do daily practices. Like um, there's actually a really great Facebook page, um, Jenny Mano. She releases prompts every, oh, right. every week or every month, I think. And yeah. um, she has guest artists that releases prompts and they are there for you to like copy or change up mm. or, you know, their inspiration. And um, she was actually uh, very inspiring for me and I kind of got boosted by her because um, yeah, right. when I joined her group, yeah, I started doing those prompts and, you know, I got a few people from her Facebook page that bought oh. some of my stuff wow. and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Actually, yeah. doing challenges is a really good practice for um, getting a prompt for the day and then sitting down and just painting it. And I think the trick is to not take it so seriously that you think you have to create yes, a masterpiece yes. that is worth $500. I think you just need to do the work just purely for the sake of doing the work. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what things like, um, oh, what's it called, you know, October, Inktober. Inktober, And yep. um, Drolloween. And, yep. you know, they're all in October. There <laughs> seems to be so many challenges in October. And I get a bit overwhelmed because it's just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want to do this list. It's so cool. No, but this list is also awesome. <laughs> so sometimes I start combining them which is really fun as well. But then, you know, I conk out by day five. <laughs> like, I can't do this every mm. day. So, yeah, a lot of them have started to do weekly kind of prompts, mm. which are a lot more manageable or every three, four days. And don't get overwhelmed by them. Like Lisa said, you know, just do it yeah. for the play reason. It doesn't have to be perfect, I mean, yeah. even if it's just a sketch, you yeah. know. You don't have to show the world. Now, a couple of ideas would be things like working, giving yourself a set number of days. I know whether it's a week or a month or a hundred days, there's a lot of hundred day challenges as well. And give yourself a theme or a constraint. And the reason why working in a theme or constraint is actually really good for creatives, even though we think, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. It actually forces you to... Um, explore options when you when you're in that theme so for example if you decide to do um, 30 days and all you are doing is um, painting a painting a still life (laughs) you know (laughs) you're just doing a still life and you're only going to do it at 10 by 10 like really small every day you have to choose a different object to paint and so, there's always objects lying around. There's always objects, but then you think, oh, gee, I've already painted this, I've already painted that. What else can I paint? And then you end up painting other things, and they look very interesting. You know, um, another constraint could be um, the subject theme or colors, even the even re- restraint, reducing your colors down to a limited color palette. And saying for the next 30 days, I'm only going to work with primary colors and I'm going to get really, really good at color mixing. Yeah. You know, exactly. I'm not going to cheat and use my pre-mixed colors. I'm only going to use my primary colors and do all of my mixing. And that's why I think a lot of artists do the series. Yeah. Because they're just getting to the zone. They get comfortable with that, mm-hmm. whatever theme they're doing. Yep. And they just go right here. And, so, and a lot of buyers love that. Yeah, they do. Like, oh, I'd love to hang these three in a row. Yeah. They'd look great. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a great way to do things. I often choose a flower as a theme um, and I'll stick to that theme for a while. 
but I think in my creative practice I probably need to do a little bit better at playing rather than producing the the finished paintings yeah right I've been obsessed with art deco lately oh and um yeah been looking at the amazing art deco artists from late 19th century I can see your work actually matching very well with art deco I just I'm, I'm really loving it lately mm. I look at all their stuff so a few of my paintings coming up <laughs> you'll notice some very high influence of art deco oh that's great yeah. I I go and get books out from the library of original Australian botanical artists and I love looking at the way that they put their compositions together for their floral arrangements and I have a look at some of the way that they've represented their their flowers or their leaves I just love looking at those um, paintings. They're just so inspiring. Oh, absolutely. And it's always fun. Like going to the library is one of my favorite things. I go straight to the artist section. <laughs> Me too. And my kids are like, mom, there again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you know it. Yes, I am. <laughs> so I start getting, you know, um, books that are climped. And, oh, he's just my favorite. And, um, you know, even like other famous artists and I pick them out and I take them home they're like these ginormous paintings that my arm's hurting by the time I get home and I'm like I want to go through all of this and um yeah I just flick through and I'm like gosh I really want to do this painting in my style and the good thing about these really really old paintings like that are over 100 years old a lot of them are copyright free Mm. it depends on where you are I guess um there's copyright rules everywhere that are different um but generally if a painting's 100 years old or more, then you're free to use it, mm. you know, to as reference. Yeah. Um, I don't often copy direct. I put my own flair on a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, it's very important to do that, isn't it? Because yeah. you need to be able to reflect your own style in it. Exactly. But things like, um, I know, for example, you've done it before where you've embroidered on your canvases oh, yes. because you've seen other artists do similar things and you think I think I can apply that, that technique to my painting my style yeah mm. and there's no like it's not copying because you know there's embroidery artists out there everywhere yeah and you know embroidery putting collage gold know, foil gold foil gold foils everywhere now it's so popular but you know using different mediums yes um, especially if you're an acrylic artist you can do texture mediums crackle mediums exactly so many different mediums to play resin with. now yep. which is just insanely like fun fun <laughs> scary you just never know when you're gonna get yes. it wrong yes <laughs> but yeah there's um there's like all sorts of molds you can get that you can use clay in, mm. in the molds or you know resin stick them together yeah <laughs> you have something completely different yeah i've seen artists do clay and glass wow gosh i'd love to do that you know yeah. i don't have the resources i know yeah so. i think it's really important to push the boundaries on what you're doing and to to do regular play yes definitely. regular play and i think it really does come out in your work i mean my uh, watercolor paintings I've had time have you had it before where you've sat down and you've painted a painting and then you're like wow where did that come from that's amazing but what you don't realize is that all of that play practice that you've been doing over the time has actually it's resulted put in that. together in this really beautiful piece that of course you're very proud of exactly and it's it's it, it takes years to get to a certain point I yeah mean, you know I've 
wouldn't be painting what I paint if I hadn't done all the practice in the last five years. Mm. If you want to follow a few artists that do daily practice paintings, they're actually very easy to find. So just jump onto Google and search for um, daily painters. Uh, we found one earlier today, and this man had been painting daily since 2017, which was amazing. That is full on. And his work was beautiful because you could see that the with the more times that he painted, every time he painted, he learned how to work his brush better, to get his highlights better, to mix the colors uh, beautifully, to do faces better, to do shape and structure better or faster another great um exercise if you want something to play with is actually to put a timer on oh yes i've seen that done so many times like yeah five minutes that's it that's all you have yeah Get and just go for it or yeah whatever medium you're using just have it on hand and just go for it yeah uh, I don't know how much planning you need to do beforehand but, but it's not about the finished piece it's not about creating a piece that's saleable it's about pushing yourself to the limit of what you can achieve we hope today's discussion has inspired you um, to get into the creative practice and play now we're going to start posting some photos to our social media feed so if you do some creative play after this episode what you need to do is hashtag us with the hashtag my creative artist no my crazy i got the name wrong (laughs) (laughs) What you need to do is tag us with my crazy artist life with the hashtag. And then what we'll do is we'll actually post your paintings to our feeds because we would love to share your work to other people as well. Yes, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that's it for today's episode. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Would you like to subscribe? That way you can get notifications when we bring out new episodes every week. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. And if you want to, you can leave a review. That would be fantastic. Have a great week and see you next time.